Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, March 1st. Happy March, everybody. Uh, 2021. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use our promo code Lockdown. You'll get 20% off uh, at checkout. I'm your host, Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi. With me today, as always, host of The Bentley Show, Detroit's Twitter savant, uh, Scott Bentley. What's going on, man? How's it going? Good it's to see going, you. man. Yeah, yeah. Of course, this is uh, this is a, a good way to end the evening. I, I have a I have a question for you, and it's yeah. something that maybe we we won't let get into it at this. Well, we'll get into the start of the show. Okay, so these two game series here, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, Detroit, obviously they're they're riding high after the Nashville game. They're they're the Red Wings are losing seven to two right now as we're recording yep. this. We decided to press the record button a little bit early. Uh, when it comes to these two game series and like you want to win them both, obviously. Uh, but the, the, the high of Saturday contrasted with the low of losing 72 and giving up Patrick Kane's 400th career goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're two very, one is very high. One is very low. Which order do you think is preferable? Do you think it would have been preferred to have the bad night on Saturday and have the good night tonight? Or do you absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind, I would have rather switched the two games without a doubt. I, because it, it's the same. Well, it's not quite the same. I want to go into a week. I want to wake up one day morning yeah. and still be riding the high. I don't want now. Now this is like, this is like NFL season. Now I have to wake mm-hmm. up Monday morning with a fat L on my hands and just go throughout my day. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, I don't want to say week ruiner because you know, like we do play obviously more Tuesday, than just yeah. yeah, but like that's that's a tough start to the week. I, I would much rather, especially like lazy Sunday. Maybe you have, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you just kind of relax, watch. Yeah, play. but also you have the. I feel like the ability. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know because like Saturday, like there's so many other options on usually, but like Sunday, that's, that's like true. the only thing. Yeah. And so you're like, you're like, <laughs> damn. Sure. This was supposed to be the thing that made me happy before I went to bed and have yep. to wake up for work. Yep. It's like it's like when your team plays on Sunday night football and you're like right, exactly. and you're like I can't believe I stayed up all night for this. And the, and especially because uh in this one like it wasn't one of those games where Chicago was dominating all game long. Like Detroit had something like a 40 they had like 40 some shot or like 30 shots on gold by the end of the second period like it was something crazy oh yeah they had 20 21 shots after, after the one? first yeah, yeah. um and then they had like a, basically like 34 35 something like that i want to say uh after the second and so they're they're going into this two two one game in the into the third it's like well you know they haven't really created a ton of chances but the scoreboard says they have a lot of shots on goal right. cuz it doesn't feel like they had that many shots on Absolutely goal Absolutely not. And you're hoping that 
you're hoping that you can kind of scrape it together, come back in the third. Pew Cedar snipes uh, Thomas Grice. Ryan Carpenter scores his second of the game, and then Patrick Kane gets his Patrick Kane gets his 400th goal uh, all before the halfway point of the period to make it five to one. And you're just kind of like, damn, that was that was it. This game is over. Worst case scenario. I tweeted before the game. I would rather lose. This immediately backfired. I I um I tweeted I'd rather lose seven to one and not give up 400. Or than give up 400. I'd rather lose seven to like, I'd be okay <laughs> with losing seven to one. That's how I want to word it. I'd be okay losing seven to one if it meant we didn't give up 400 and we lost seven to two and gave up 400. So, but is it worth it knowing there. that they lost seven to two and Evgeny Sveshnikov got a power play goal? Like, that's, that's true. A, that's a double, double whammy. It's true. No, it, it, it I feel like the, the, honestly, if it was even strength, I'd probably say it wasn't worth it. But I think just <laughs> getting a power play goal at this point is basically a victory. Uh, and we should talk about the power play because Absolutely. they finally snapped their drought on Saturday night. Christian Absolutely. Juice makes them one for 41. Uh, just just beautiful to see. We got to do something meme-wise. I was thinking about this earlier. We got to do something meme-wise with the uh, Christian Juice shake and bake because oh. it is disgusting, and it's one of my favorite little sig- – I, I, I'm struggling to think of really any other, like, quote-unquote signature moves uh, of any of the Red Wings, and I don't, you know, by sure. any means – give Christian juice enough clout to call this a signature move. But like when he gets the puck at the top of the point and he comes in, he just gives that little shoulder fake, the oh, yeah. shake and bake. And then he little comes shimmy. over and he rips it. I yeah, mean, he oh, scored yeah. his, his first goal of the year, basically with that same exact move. He's had plenty of other chances using that move. And on Saturday night, he uses it to score a power play goal, which ends up propelling the Red Wings to the victory and another five goal game. The first time they've done that in back-to-back games since 2018. Two. 10 goals in two games, 10 goals in two games. Um, I think juice is one of the most memeable players on this team. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think just so many, you know, obviously the ju- his name alone. Yeah. You know he I mean? goes to the, he goes just, to the box and you call it the juice box. The, the juice box. I think I tweeted today. The juice is not loose. He's contained. That's two minutes for interference <laughs> or something. Like he's just like, it's so easy. It's so easy. It just comes very naturally for him. And I think uh, I think that that's a good one. There's there's got to be something out there for to give him. Wh- if he doesn't think he has a signature move by the time we get a hold of it, it'll be people will know. Yeah, right? it'll be a signature <laughs> move. I was thinking like even today too, uh, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's still a little bit too early to have this conversation. But honestly, Christian Juice, it was a sneaky like right before the season waiver wire pickup. Mm-hmm. He might be one of the best additions, if not the best addition of the offseason. Like just what he brings Absolutely. to the table, even when he's not uh there's a waiver claim. Yeah, it was a waiver claim. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, um, you know, he he seems to be the focal point on a lot of offensive chances that have been created by the defense. And we we kind of complained about that a little bit earlier in the season was just the lack of involvement from the blue line uh, on the offensive end. And Christian Juice really has kind of taken that by the horns and, and been a one-man wrecking crew in that regard. Obviously, hasn't led to a ton of points or anything like that. But he had another chance tonight where he kind of walked in, uh, almost scored with the backhand, and then I think same shift Got a nice shot off that went to uh, Darren Helm. I don't know how he didn't bang it in. Uh, he must have used up all his goal magic with that snipe <laughs> on Saturday night. Uh, oh, but, yeah, I mean, I, he was all over the place. 
Yeah, for sure. He's he's definitely been one of the as far as just a strict like value pickup. I mean, yeah. a waiver claim that's been this productive is unbelievable. Um, I have a, several close friends who are Ducks fans who immediately were pretty upset by him getting put on waivers. Yeah. Um, he's been on. He's been very good, and I think the the biggest thing, like you said, is just the. There are so many people on this team that we talk about all the time. We're just screaming, like, please shoot, like, shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and and he is, that's never a worry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, you know, even if it's not finding the back of the net all the time, it's very nice to to not have to worry about, okay, if he sees an opening, he's going to take it. You will you will never have to worry about him being too timid uh, as far as shooting and, and getting a shot on that. All right, we're going to talk about the star of the weekend, Evgeny Sveshnikov, coming up in the next segment. Uh, but but I do feel compelled to mention, before we head off into the break real quick, the one disclaimer to all of this, like the the it, not even a disclaimer to the Saturday night win, but the, the Sunday night loss in particular, this team is actually pretty decimated right now. No Bertuzzi, no Larkin, no Fabry, and no uh, Nemeth. That was, those two guys were both kind of unexpected uh, before the game, I think Fabry's still undisclosed. Um, not exactly sure about that because he was just on the COVID list actually with COVID. So I don't know kind of how, if that is something that we might have to watch out for, or kind of what the deal is with that. Uh, but nevertheless, he, he, him not being in the lineup was a huge blow to the offense. And then still no Troy Stetcher as well. Uh, Fabry had two assists on Saturday night in the 5 3 win, 15 17 ice time. So he's been a really, really valuable guy. And uh, they, they really needed him if they're not going to have Larkin, they're not going to have uh, Bertuzzi yeah. up front. So half your top six is gone. We will give them that credit. Uh, but we got to talk about Evgeny Sveshnikov in the next segment because I think he fixed Franz Hills yeah. and the Red Wings might make playoffs. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. What a turnaround here. <laughs> We're covering everything that you need to know about the Red Wings, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Lockdown Today Podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Lockdown Today Podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, Scotty, uh, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. Not necessarily a victory Monday, half a victory Monday, because we still are recapping Saturday night's 5-3 win, back-to-back five-goal games for your Detroit Red Wings. That was a real hoot and a holler. And one of the stars of that night, Evgeny Sveshnikov, Ethan's mortal enemy for some reason. Uh, (laughs) Ethan just likes, likes being able to, I think, you know, take guys who have already been bad and then just confirm that they're bad. But Evgeny Sveshnikov out to prove Ethan and the rest of the haters wrong. He has a goal and an assist on a Franz Nielsen goal on Saturday night. Breaks hit, gives him his first Geno of the season. Uh, Just all around magic. I think he might have been the the missing piece. Hey, don't. I I like what you said before the break there. Don't cut him out of the playoffs now that he's on the. Now that he's on the. Don't don't cut him out. You know, but but no, he. uh, I think the biggest thing. For me personally, when I watch this team is I just want people that look like they give a damn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, ju- I just want to when I, I, I just want to see electricity. That's why I was so yes. um, attracted to Bromay early on. Right. He, dude's just like an electric factor, even though he wasn't finding the back of the net. And, and that's what he is, too. And, and one of my good buddies is a huge fan of Svechnikov and uh anytime he does anything like 
anytime he he makes waffles for breakfast, I get a text that's like, yo, like, <laughs> like I get like hourly updates for him. But no, he he looked incredible. And like you said, I, I think um he lightning in a bottle, man. And and Lord knows Franz Nielsen needs <laughs> something so i know and it was we'll take a transfer of power i guess we're about five with that (laughs) transfer of power well the funny thing was too was because when the lineup came out on saturday night and it's like all right evgeny special finally in the lineup and he's on the lines with valtteri felkula and uh so that sentence yeah pretty much most people for most, for people. most people, but he's but different. not, yeah, but he's built different, <laughs> he's built different a little bit. Assembled um, alternatively. That's what I like to say. That's what he is. And really too, like he, he's a guy who looked like not, uh, not even just because of the fact that he was able to produce on Saturday night and he did get that power play goal on Sunday. He like, when he wasn't scoring, he very much looked like he would belong shift in and shift out. There was never a time where Evgeny Sveshnikov to me, uh, really looked too out of place. So I did have a couple of drinks on Saturday night. So um, <laughs> by the end of that one, I was a little, little fuzzy, but. Uh, no, you remember right. But you, I digress. Right right <laughs> Don't worry. Oh man. All right. Um, what else do we got here? Any, any other notes from, from you? Anything you wanted to touch on before we continue um, on? The, I mean, the biggest thing, this is a really specific, like really specific, and it, it really doesn't even need too much because we all know that he's bad. But like the Franz Nielsen giveaway in the first period, this game made me want to yeah. jump out of my window. Like that was, that was, I, words cannot describe how that was 100% his fault. That goal could not there is I don't even I, care. I, I'm, I don't I'm actually going to I'm actually going to uh disagree with you a little bit there. I think it was 50% Franz Nielsen and 50% Alex Biego who on Sunday night looked absolutely terrible. It was one of those it was one of those things where Nielsen never should have made the pass, but nope. he never should have made it especially because it was Biega and Biega had absolutely <laughs> no chance like it, it, it was fair. Biega had no chance to help his guy out for making the bad pass. And so sure. it just, it looked terrible. And I, and in my opinion, maybe it was just because Biega like did not have a good game in general on Saturday night. Uh, but nope. <laughs> that, that really, Far to from, me, yeah. I was like, yikes, Biega. Yeah, no, the, doing? everything about that was, was, was pretty horrible. Um, but th- that's the kind of stuff that happens when, like we've talked about when you have so many people out. Yeah. That's, you know, Franz Nielsen getting, getting good ass playing time is, is a direct side effect of that kind of stuff. So that's what we have to deal with because of that. Yeah. And uh, not exactly setting up Alex Biega for success by saying, <laughs> Hey, Hey, welcome back to the NHL. Here's, here's, uh, here's my... Franz Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy's going to run your breakout. You, is right. that cool? Right. Um, Sam Gagne did score again in Sunday night's game. His magic continues. Uh, just a, just a beautiful, beautiful tip. Uh, Ethan's John fuming somewhere yeah. out there. Ethan's fuming. Just, just every, every, <laughs> every possible player that could be pissing, 
are like contradicting anything Ethan Absolutely. is saying. As a matter of fact, Ethan is the mush. We should have him say things like, uh, <laughs> right, sure, sure, like Dylan Larkin is terrible, Anthony Reverse Mantha is terrible, him. right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Jeff, Jeff Blashell needs an extension, you know, right? Like, there you go, just whatever, sure. like him it. or anybody else doesn't want, he needs to start using his own brain. <laughs> well, actually, no, because I don't think he can be in on reversing the mush, like, I think it's got to happen organically, so we just got to get sure. him going. On. we should we just like slowly drop hints of like what we kind of want to say we're like hey man how do you feel about uh like the yeah, player yeah. Why'd you, like, why'd you say something about mantha yeah. the other night and how he hasn't scored in a while and uh Ethan, this sounds right up your alley bro i feel yeah. like you have something to say about this <laughs> but it's slowly like push him in the right direction oh man um jonathan bernier again like let's let's i guess touch on it just a little bit mm-hmm. um sure. He was absolutely terrific on Unreal. Saturday night. That's his uh, – he advanced to 6-3. and three. Like, that to me is the craziest stat ever. We touched on it a little bit the other day. But the fact that he is 6-3 and three on a team where you assume that they're going to lose every game, and honestly, rightfully so. Um, and unreal. so, yeah, I, I really think that that uh, – and, and when you see Grice come out tonight, Grice, again – not the worst game in the world. Like you were never like, ah, oh, geez, dude, come on. You got to have that one. But at the same right. time, there were a couple goals that they scored where you kind of have in the back of your head, Bernier would have given them a better chance to, to stop it. For sure. Yeah. The defense uh, never ceases to amaze me with some of the mistakes it makes. Um, so it, it's, I, I will probably there will probably never be a game this entire year where I will put a, a loss solely on it on the goalie. That's I, I think this defense is way too poor for that. But um, like you said, at the same time tonight, there's there's as as poor as the defense continues to be. There was that was definitely not his best showing either. He definitely had some mistakes and and didn't pick up a couple of shots. Uh, just flat out didn't move to the other post for one of them. Like you know what I mean? Like there's there's yeah, it's it's the defense is bad, but but Grice definitely was not on his A game tonight. Grice Grice kind of highlights it a little bit sometimes. Yes, yeah, sure, that's a good way to put it. Really, uh, really uh, puts an accent on, on the poor on the poor defense. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap up the weekend and then give you a quick preview of the week. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about BuiltBar.com. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. And they actually just recently sent me a new box of the uh, peanut butter crunch. I don't know about you guys. I love a little bit of crunch in mine. I like a crunch bar. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not uh, in the middle of an ad read, but I do. And and what I love about this new built bar is that it it takes that whole a candy or a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And it actually just kicks it up a notch because now you got that nice little <laughs> Uh, when you, when you're taking a nice bite, getting your protein in the morning. Uh, if you don't like peanut butter, if you're allergic to peanut butter or something along those lines, they still got six new amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They've got caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple, almond, crisp. Those are the six new flavors that uh, are added on to the 12 original flavors, even more deliciouser than ever before. And of course, all bars are covered in hundred percent chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. When you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKDOWN20, you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Also got to talk to you guys real quick about BetOnline.ag. I'm really curious to know, Scott, uh, what the 
what the over under for total goal total was for the Red Wings uh, heading into Saturday night after their performance. Cause I would have to imagine that if you were to take an over on four and a half again, you'd probably be a pretty rich man right now. I, I would say that that's a, that's a pretty safe bet or the over on tonight's just total goal scored. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. So that means, you know, heading into the third period, if you thought no way the Red Wings are going to hang on in this one, I want to live bet the Chicago Blackhawks. You can do that as well. That also would have earned you a little bit of money. Uh, has it covered for all the new scores and odds head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at Bet. Ooh. Forgot to give you that promo code, folks. Locked on. Promo code locked on. You get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using that promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Last guy to play in this period. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Scott Collin gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Scott, uh, wrapping up the weekend here, just a little news and, and notes and things like that on the on the games here. Bobby Ryan also added uh, a little bit to, to his uh, – are we calling it trade stock? Are we just calling it stonks? Like how are we – that's a good question. I uh, feel like because that is something we definitely have an eye on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's he's definitely. Um, that's probably he's in the mix for biggest story of like like stonks to keep an eye out for. Right. I yeah. mean that's that's obviously a big one. So I don't. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to nail that one down and figure out. That's probably gonna turn into a meme too. We we just we just produce at this yeah. point. Well, we got special stonks now. Right. Well. That's true. That's true. I like that one. That one's really good. You picked a great gra- uh, picture of him too. That, that <laughs> photo you used for it is just incredible. Shout out to our uh, Twitter friend at Isarone for the idea on that one. Um, yes. Valtteri Filipula, two assists this weekend, uh, both coming on Saturday night. And then Luke Len Dunning uh, also added an assist on Saturday as well. He had seven, he has seven points in eight games entering Sunday. Uh, I guess that is not something that I would have suspected, but uh, he's been a point per game player lately. For sure. And like we talked about um, in the podcast where we discussed trade values for everything, I think um, him that along with just continuing to win faceoffs, baby, that's, that's, uh, you know, that along with that is going to keep his, uh, his, his stock eye. Oh, or, NBCSN rather uh, just put up the odds to win the 2021 Central Division, and it's, I have the, I pause my TV because the Detroit Red Wings odds are so outrageous. What are they? Are they at zero? Uh, okay, so we have the Lightning at minus 125. Then everybody else is kind of around, you know, plus 225, plus 400. The Stars. Who are below us in the standings, if I'm not mistaken. But we, yeah, but the Red Wings have six games in hand. On, okay, on okay, that's fair, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I actually Our saw uh, plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, I mean, um, the Predators have the second worst at plus seven thousand. The Red Wings, the second worst is plus seven thousand. Okay, which is insane. The Detroit Red Wings are currently plus fifty thousand to win the division. Yes. That's impressively bad. That's um, unbelievable. A, a sneaky storyline to watch for, and like 
also maybe not is that uh, the Red Wings are only three points behind Nashville in the standings. Again, uh, a three games in hand situation, then only four points behind the Blue Jackets. The Red Wings are only playing one more game uh, than Columbus. So for all intents and purposes, like they are not completely, completely out of this uh, or not, not out of this in terms of a playoff race, but out of it in terms of finishing in last place, I should actually clarify right. that. <laughs> the reverse of what you thought. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but it actually is going to get a lot harder from here. They've got Columbus on Tuesday. Then they go to Carolina on Thursday. They've got two games against the lightning uh, next Tuesday and Thursday. Oh, wow. It looks like we got the weekend off Scott. Uh, no games next weekend. Uh, then oh, they go wow. back to Carolina play two more games there then they go to dallas so it's just an absolute meat grinder in front of them i'm glad we had this nice little stretch to kind of work out the kinks but the red wings really better hope that uh at least bertuzzi and larkin are, are back or fabry uh, are back by that point because it is not going to uh be pretty if they are not yeah no i i <laughs> yeah a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of games like sunday's game are in the future if if uh we don't get people back. I think it's, uh, it's the brutal part of the schedule, obviously. And um, yeah, I think the the pursuit for getting hosed in the lottery again is uh, is fully underway if it wasn't already. You mentioned uh, NBCSN at the start or like earlier a couple minutes ago, and oh uh, we didn't gosh. even talk about that either, but that was like, that was real bad. That tonight. was terrible. And it's not like you're expecting them to go in there and like have like a lot of nice feature stories ready to go on the Red Wings or anything like that. But like the fact of the matter is they could not their all of their intermissions were Blackhawks. And I'm pretty sure NBC is what, like located in Chicago or are they in no, they're, I think they're in New York, whatever. You know what? The, the point may be I'm trying to look for uh, connections of corruption <laughs> where there probably aren't any. But like the the the, the Blackhawks slant tonight was terrible. I tweeted. Uh, I said, hey, and <laughs> you actually texted me and said you had the same exact idea. Yeah, literally, I was so tripped <laughs> out. I was like, I didn't tweet this already. Why is this on here? <laughs> so I tweeted, I said, uh, hey, NBCSN, is it National Broadcasting Company or National Blackhawk <laughs> Chicago Sports Network? It Wait, was so bad. I don't so think I told that joke, but you guys get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, <laughs> whatever. The, 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 the crazy thing is like, I understand that that the biggest storyline for these two teams was obviously Kane. Like, uh, and, and like you said, you, you're not expecting too many featured stories on this current Red Wings team, but you should never watch an entire intermission report and not be able to tell who the second team playing the game is. You, yeah. they literally, like, you knew the Blackhawks were playing. You yeah. literally didn't know who they were playing against. Yeah, that's a problem. The second like, intermission, in particular, when like they they talked about the the four hundredth goal, like for the entire first right. Part because of it. what's his face was playing and, a teammate of his. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So oh, then, uh, so then they go to commercial. Then they come back and they have like a Catherine Tappan interview with him about being a yeah. dad. Right. And who do you want to model your game after me? Oh, great, man. Thanks for, I really, really wanted to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, again, like I, I just, it's one thing to be heavily biased and, and, and also that, what I, like national casual viewer is like, Oh yeah. Give me this content. Right. Give me, give me the Patrick Kane. Who do you want your son to play hockey? Like content. I, I really, 
I, I, I envy, I, I long for those interviews. I, I really do. Like I, I, again, my biggest problem is just, you should never literally not be able to tell who's playing the game. <laughs> and that's what happened. Like we knew, we didn't know if, if you just tuned in, you, you would have had to wait until the second period started or the third period started to, to know who the Blackhawks were even playing against. Yes. Yes. It was, uh, Truly a shame. Anyways, uh, we will be back tomorrow. I presume Ethan will be joining us tomorrow as well. Not exactly sure uh, what we got planned for you, but if you would like to follow us on Twitter in the meantime, maybe we'll give you a little bit of sneak peek. Uh, we are on there at LO underscore Red Wings. You can find Scotty on there at Bentley Scotty. And then I'm just at Nolan Bianchi. Uh, anything else before we send the people off into their Monday? No, you got, you got the name of my show right first try that time. I, mean, I know the, first the Bentley time show. You've done that. That, yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. So yeah, yeah, the Bentley Show podcast. It's a good start to the host, week, man. <laughs> good start to the week. Though. So, uh, all right, we'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your team, every day.